So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different yes sir yes sir you ready let's go all right yo what's up it's your boy d starks starks the artist you are now tuned in to the just different podcast where we talk everything faith life and culture episode 103 we're back finally in the studio and yeah, we was on the road for a been little road. <laughs> we've been on the road we've been on the road man so i'm excited to be home For sure Definitely had a great weekend In Nashville For sure It was always great to see Friends You know the ones that are closest to us The people that we call our brothers Yeah As you all have heard So many times before But it's been a while Actually Since we saw them? Yeah since we Since we all been It together. felt like it had been too long really 100% Yeah So but, it, was, it was good seeing them But That's what I've been learning and what I told them is sometimes you can get so wrapped up in work in your own life and what you have going on day to day that it it takes you away from the things that really matter yeah that are important to you and the conversation we were having while we were there was a lot about what we wanted to do in the future what we wanted our lifestyles to look like and what all that would cost Right. And not in terms of monetary value, but also the time and energy that we would give to our different pursuits. Right. Whether that be yeah. in business, entrep- you know, investing or just personal endeavors. And I was telling them, yo, I'm at a point in my life where I'm sick of being busy. Not for real. 
and more importantly, I'm sick of being too busy for my friends. Yeah. Like my family and memories, experiences, just having the the space to live life, you know, at the cost or sake of ambition and reaching goals. Like for what? You know? And so, you know, moments like that that we're able to be down there with them always brings that into perspective. Like, yo, this is what I want my life to look like. So just do what I love with who I love and that's really that's really all that matters. Yeah, what's the what's the definition of it? The def- <laughs> that's crazy. What's the what's introspective mean? Introspective? Yeah. I because I would say that's how I've been feeling, but I really don't even know the definition of that word. No, I would say that would probably be the correct term because introspection would be you just taking more of a look at yourself. Right. Your own yes. Thoughts, yes. Habits, tendencies, etc. That's the perfect word, man. Because I just turned 20 recently. I don't know if anyone knows that, but <laughs> we kept it low. Even yeah. with my birthday in March, just, I, I didn't even really broadcast want. it too much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, on June, June 3rd, I turned 20. And, um, you know, we had our parents on, we had some conversations with them and it's kind of just been making me think about, like you said, really just future and really five years, 10 years from now, what I want that to look like, what really matters order. I remember that one episode we talked about the order of life mm-hmm. and I, I've been taking that with me. Like I put that in my notes. I've been looking at that every morning, really establishing what the order is, like what really matters most does work matter more does family matter more like obviously family like making sure the order is where it needs to be and following it accordingly so i've been i yeah i've been i've been on the i've been with you i've been with you i I feel the same way a hundred percent and yeah i mean i've just been thinking about that because i feel like we we talked about this i believe in seek first but you know just getting so wrapped up in this culture of just hustle. Yeah. And I've just, like you said, had to just reexamine what does success mean to me? And like, you know, almost not reinventing yourself, but yeah. ultimately kind of like breaking down what you've always known, what you always thought, what you always imagined your life to be and looking at, oh, wow, like, is that what I really desire? Mm-hmm. Right. Is this aligned with what I know God wants out of me and my life. And also, you know, I feel like me and you had a period of maybe six or eight months. We didn't really see our parents, man. Like we weren't, we didn't come home at all. Like our sister, she literally just finished her freshman year. Yeah. And she's a sophomore now. And I remember I told someone that they were like, yo, what grade is she in? And I'm like, dang, she's a sophomore. That's crazy. And when I say like it had convicted me because I'm like, yo, I feel as if I have almost missed about two years of her life. Yeah. At the sake of being busy and oh, podcasting and pursuing my dreams and my goals. But, you know, what is really the dream? Mm. You know, right. like that's at, what the question becomes. That becomes like <laughs> at, at at what cost? And what so, is the dream. I guess that actually, I just mentioned that because that's what I, I don't know why. It's what I just been thinking about. And yeah. then, you know, we actually had an original plan for what we were going to talk about this episode, but I had just literally, I just got out of the shower, 
Bro, I had a shower thought. <laughs> so you know what? Fact. And I was just thinking about how, you know, that's been a part of really, ironically, both of our mindsets, but also a lot of thoughts about, yo, like, what does the future look like? And being uncertain about that because, you know, what I was thinking about is the fact that, yo, okay, like, what happens when life doesn't go as planned? Right. What you thought you'd be doing, where you thought you'd be at, is so far from what your life really looks like mm-hmm. right now. And that's really what I would say the last two weeks have been for me and navigating that. And it's been extremely stressful. It's put me in a lot of, uh, in a mindset of maybe worry and mm. anxiety even. Um, because I feel as if more specifically, I felt a lot of frustration mm-hmm. in terms of not being as far as like I've wanted to right. or where I thought that we would be right now. And, you know, we have a lot of things that are like finally on the horizon that are coming together and working, you know, for our good. But it's like, man, like where I thought we'd be is going to be like a little longer yeah. than expected. And so, and so for me, that's been a lot of just like my thought process through this season. That's just led me to a lot of, like I said, maybe even frustration. Yeah. And disappointment would be the word because for me, I'll be honest, it's like God saying that he's a provider, but I'm not really seeing that like in my own life. Right. It's like, all right, I understand the promises laid out in Matthew 6, but I don't feel as if I'm being taken care of. Like you say, you take care of the sparrows. Right. Or the lilies of the field. You know, it's like, yo, you feel like you've given, like, so much of yourself. You put in the time. Mm -hmm. You put in the effort. You paid your dues. And you're not reaping the benefit or reward of what that is, right? And it seems as if, yo, God's not, like, showing up in the plan that you know he put you on and he set you on. And that's, like, really just been on my mind, and I've been dealing with that. And, you know, again, like, that that frustration and that I've had has been like directed toward God. Like I've almost gotten upset with him Mm. about, yo, okay. Like, yo, why is this not where it should be right now or or, or where it's at? Like, yo, everything that, um, everything she said about just being able to stay on the right path and follow you. Like, yo, I feel like that's what I've done, but you know, where are you at in this? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's real, bro. That's real. I think for me, I feel like I've been feeling the same way, you know, really like the kind of, I guess, change of speed and change of plans and not being where, you know, you thought you would be. Um, but there was a sermon. We were literally just in that. We were in Nashville, like we were saying, and um, the sermon was fire. When I tell you, I got like, I can scroll for like a couple of seconds on the notes on, the, on there. But um, he was talking about the verse in Psalm 23, where it says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And it goes on and it goes on. And um, something he said in the sermon, based off this verse, he said, your pasture is portable. 
And I feel like it was just so timely for me because thinking about possibly having to go in a different direction, like thinking about school and thinking about, okay, I'm going to have to go try to get this job over here and do this, thinking about going in different directions and kind of changing the speed of where I'm at now. It, it feels like at some times in moments that there's no peace there sometimes, you know, like you said, it feels like frustrating and all these different emotions, everything but peace sometimes. And that kind of resonated with me heavy. He was like, your pasture's portable. You can take it with you no matter what change in direction there is. If you got to do this or plans change here, understand that you can still lie in that pasture and it's still there. And I feel like that's something that I've been leaning on the last couple of days. That's been helping me kind of weather and, and be more level headed thinking about what the next steps are. It's like, man, my pasture is still here. Like no, no matter where I go, that that's always going to be there. That's been, that's been hitting different for sure. Yeah. That sermon was definitely a godsend. You oh, know, sure. you, I think we've all had that experience of going to church or listening to something, someone sending us a particular word and it being exactly what like, you needed to hear in that moment. And that was yeah. definitely what Sunday was for me as well. And in that sermon, he also mentioned the fact that sometimes you can reserve your right to be at peace until like a condition changes in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. Meaning you're going to make a decision to be unhappy until X happens, until you get this job offer, until you finish this degree, until this situation changes in your life or this relationship is in this particular position and that obviously that particular mindset is going to hinder you from experiencing the peace God can give you and you have access to right now yeah that you don't have to continue to stress worry or be in this state of anxiety if you don't want to you make the decision even in the midst of the chaos and whatever the situation may be in your life to still pursue him and lay in the pasture. Yeah. And so that's something that I've had to take on in the season. Cause I know I feel like right now for me, I I'd literally up until that sermon had told myself, yo, like not necessarily intentionally, but subconsciously I am like, not going to be satisfied in my life unless I have this amount of money Mm, yeah, or this amount of security or Mm -hmm. this consistent um, provision on this. Like that was like my mindset of like, yo, like I can't be even content unless that is a condition or state my life is in. Right. And in that, like I was completely one missing God and where he wanted me to be because sometimes that'll be what happens and God's trying to challenge us and yo can you still find me now Mm. because if you don't do it now you're not going to do it when that condition changes in your life okay when you do get the job offer when you do finish college when this relationship does come to a healthy or peaceful place you're not going to you're not going to seek him then Mm. it's not going to change and sometimes we'll put it off like okay well like you know Whenever, you know, the kids leave, the example you use, like when the kids leave for college, then like we'll really see God or like, yo, when I, when I, you know, get promoted here is when like I'll seek him or like, you know, when I get this car or when I have this many followers and this type of fame, this recognition, this validation is when I'll do it. And it's just like, can you find him right now? 
Yeah. And what does it look like to be in the pasture no matter what it is and no matter where you're at? Yeah, I think for me it's been about just like the change in pursuit. Like you have the drive and the and the the pursuit and the discipline to chase after something. It's just like about diverting it to the right thing. I was reading um this verse, Proverbs two, one through five, something else I've been thinking on. I've been thinking on a lot of verses. I'm gonna say that I've been saying that a lot. But um it says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And the main part that I've been, like, I guess highlighting is where it says, look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. And it's like, I think sometimes with our I guess treasure the things that we treasure sometimes it's like you know I want this lifestyle and I want this amount of money and I want that job and I've made it when I got on that stage and we make those things our treasure but the word is saying make the knowledge of God his insight his wisdom make that your treasure right just how just like seek after that the way you're seeking after these things that you call treasure this is what your true treasure is and I feel like I've been literally waking up and thinking about that like okay goofy examples but stuff like this just helps me think practically like if my friend called me right now and says yo like uh I, f- I found this this like tunnel in my backyard like i dug it up and i think it leads to some gold bro like i found a couple nuggets i'm gonna be like yo i'm coming i got the shovel bro i got <laughs> i'll be like yo he's like if you come help me dig it up like i'll give you a little bit when i tell you i'm dropping everything he could call me right now and be like damn bro let's do the podcast later we can resume like i'm going to go get that if if i know you know what i mean that's the same type of drive that we have to have when it comes to the insight of god like dropping everything like oh you need a shovel word i got the shovel i'm on my way bro you said gold you said treasure i'm there that's the same way you got to look at it and that's kind of like the same type of drive i've been trying to have about god and making sure that he's the treasure because it's like he he's always there i feel like if if you when you make him the treasure you always have your treasure like because it's always there you know what i mean but if i'm seeking after this and my treasure's there i'm not gonna be happy till i have it if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way I've been looking at that verse right there. It's been heavy. Like, man. So no, I, I was only laughing because I'm like, bro, what do you live in? Finish and firm? Bro, got a ton on the back, y'all. It's 104 days. <laughs> no, that's real. And I think um, I add on to what I, I was mentioning at the beginning. So uh, along with like these shower thoughts and more importantly, the frustration that and I mean, like, frustration. I'm like, this is, like, literally yesterday. Yesterday, Like, they, these are, like, my <laughs> prayers. Fresh. Like, I'm, like, on the porch, like, yo, God. This like, is fresh. <laughs> what, like, what is what is going on? Like, yeah. you, like, I know, like, your promises. I know, like, your hand is on this, what's happening in my life. But, like, yo, why am I not seeing the fruits of this? And why do I feel like I'm not taken care of? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like it's happening for a lot of people around me. And, you know, I've, I've been consistent. I've been diligent. And, like, I'm not I'm not seeing it. And one thing that really came to my li- my my my, uh, my mind um, went out because I was thinking about Matthew 6 specifically. And I was that's what I was talking to God about. I'm like, yo, like, you said you're doing this for the birds of the air, mm-hmm. the lilies of the field. Why is my why does it look like this for me right now? And one thing that I, f- I, I missed in that particular passage in that chapter was, of course, what a lot of us know is the 
Matthew six thirty three aspect of to seek first like his kingdom mm-hmm. and his righteousness, right? And so what came to my mind is the fact that I was pursuing God from a sense of poverty and desperation rather than like genuine pursuit. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I wasn't really allowing myself to be led by the spirit, but by just like worries of life and missing him completely in that. And so one thing that I have to just put down on my notes is the fact that like you can't be led and worried Mm. in a sense that you can't have your eyes completely fixed on Jesus and also be like completely crippled by any anxiety, stress or worry you may be having about your current situation and what your future looks like. Yeah. The two can't go coexist and not in the sense of like, obviously you can't feel these things, but your worry can never outweigh or be larger than your pursuit. Yeah. And sometimes we can allow those stressors that we have to become bigger than God. Yeah. And so, you know, I even put down, I mean, the lyric that you have, this is 19 episodes. It says, Peter taught me if I don't have faith, I better learn to swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I put that down because obviously we know the story. What happens? Like he's walking on the water. Yeah. And his worry became bigger than mm. the God who was sitting like right there, right in right in front of him. Yep. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I've, I that that's that's where I'm at right now, right? So no wonder you feel like you're drowning. No wonder mm. you feel like you are off kilter. No wonder you feel like you've fallen or you're off balance is because you missed the order. The order. And so. <laughs> I also mentioned or put down a verse, which is in James chapter one, verse seven. And it says that that person should not. Okay, hold on. Excuse me. James one, six. And it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. And I had found just some commentary on it that said, from the text, we gather that the Bible defines a double-minded man as unstable and doubtful. James explains to every believer that we cannot expect to go in one direction while listening to two contradicting guides of faith and doubt. It is like we're going in opposite directions at one time. Faith is to believe and have confidence in something, in this case, God, while doubt is the exact opposite. Like when we cross our eyes in opposite directions, our vision becomes blurred and split. We all experience doubt from time to time. We all want to have things. We all want to have things both ways sometimes. When we turn that desire into action, we experience instability. Just as you would sway back and forth during a headache or while trying to walk while keeping your eyes crossed, we feel the same effects trying to act on faith while acting on doubt. Mm. 
to the part that really stuck out to me was just the analogy of like, you know, when you cross your eyes and you're looking in like opposite directions, that's when your vision becomes blurred yeah. and split, right? And so I came to the conclusion that my frustration wasn't with God. It was the fact that I no longer had vision. Mm. And that was a product of the stress of everything I was dealing with in the transition, me trying to act on the faith and promise of what I know I'm meant to walk in and what my life is going to look like um, while having that doubt still very much present and overshadowing those things. And so, yeah, I thought that that applied and tied in so much. Mm -hmm. And so when we're thinking about, you know, just pivot and transition in life whenever, you know, you have a plan and it doesn't go or it's happening at least at the the pace you want it mm. or it's just not looking like you thought it would at all. It's always about getting back aligned and, you know, fixing your eyes on God. Yeah, I think a, a common um, question that I at least try to ask myself. I think I'm in this season again where the question's coming back around. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before on the podcast, but the question of, you know, I have this goal, I have this dream, I'm working towards it, but, like, am I truly okay with if I never, like, get there? You know what I mean? Like, am, am I, like, I, I want this, but if I don't get it, like, will I be content? Will I be okay? Um, and I think that is the balance. Well, I guess order. I've been trying to work on not, like re rewriting that and instead of thinking balance kind of like re rewriting it as order. So I guess the order is yeah, that's what it is. It's not a balance between, you know, working towards this goal but also, you know, focus on God. It's not it's not a balance, it's an order. Like I'm focused on God. That's what I'm content with. And then after that comes my goals. After that comes my dreams. Like that's what the order becomes in your life. Yeah. I, I because I think a big part or I think it's just practical. I think sometimes a lot of decisions are practical. Most decisions are. I think nowadays I'm getting to a point when I'm applying the word to my life, I'm recognizing how practical it really is. I think I look at it, it's a it's a blueprint. Like if you put this here, you put that there, you get this. That's what a blueprint is. You put these things and set them up in this way, you'll get this building. That's literally what the word is. Like if you do this, you put this little, you know, that there, that little foundation there, you build that over there in that corner you're going to get this house. And that's just what I've been realizing. It's practical. It's like an equation. I do this, I do that equals that, right? Not, you know, making it sound like it's robotic. It's a relationship with God, of course. But with the word, I've just been noticing that. Like, it's practical. And that's what I mean by making, like, real kind of, like, adult decisions. I've I've been, and I've been noticing just with the order of, like, spirituality and practicality, like, it's pray about everything. Like, it's always seek God first. And then once you pray about it, once you use your discernment, once you look to the word, see what the word says, then that's when you get practical. Like, okay, I've done all these things. I'm going to have ears to hear what God is saying. Now let me kind of just weigh my options, look at practically how this works out. Does this line up with the word? Does this not? It's, it's really, I think it's it's sometimes, it's not even sometimes, all the time it's just practical. Um, yeah, and I want to and I wanna maybe even change practical because I think maybe sometimes like that can take away from people understanding that it is a very much spiritual thing, but it's essentially it's principle. It's principles. God is a God of order and he lives by principles. Our dad mentioned this and essentially 
I remember he said something once. He's like, oh, wait, he maybe he said this in the episode. Like, yeah, he talked about it. You don't buy a house on faith. Right. You buy a house on what you can afford. Mm-hmm. You reap what you sow. That's a principle. Yeah. There's no, there's no spiritual voodoo extra discernment or revelation that needs to come from that. You will reap what you sow. You're diligent. You're consistent. You're disciplined. You're going to reap the harvest and results of what that work produces. Right. And so I think with a lot of what you're saying is understanding how what it means to really live by principle as well is what you really start to see when you're moving yeah, into that's a fact. Um, adulthood, yeah. which which, ma- which makes a lot of sense. It teaches you how to how to live with God, like, and what that actually means. It's it's not like, hmm, and walk with Him. It's like you're walking throughout your day, and God's with you, guiding you through it. I mean, I I think that's. It sounds like obvious. And a part of me saying that, like, like, duh, like, what are you talking about? But, <laughs> like, no, it's just like when you think about it and, like, literally every decision that you're making, it's just you're walking into it and you're just making decisions with God, if that makes sense. And, like, imply, applying his principles, using his spirit. And it's just once you look at it like that, I think it, it becomes it, like, kind of simplifies life. It, it, you don't you're not as worried and not as stressed out when you realize I have the blueprint. I have the person that made the blueprint. We good. Right. We and good. And in Proverbs nineteen twenty one, which I wanted to mention at the beginning of this, but it says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so always keeping that in mind whenever you may be, you know, feeling frustrated or distressed maybe worried about having to pivot or change or what you thought life would look like right now isn't what it may be. Um, Doesn't mean that he made a mistake or you're in the wrong position either. Right. Sometimes our own thoughts and desires and, you know, I wouldn't even necessarily call it ego, but pride in the sense can get in the way of like not understanding. All right, well, hold on. You're exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Stay the core, stay on the path and everything that was promised, right. is going to fulfill itself in time. Right. You may just have to be more patient and Mm -hmm. diligent and definitely allow yourself to see God through this. Right. And that comes into even the aspect of trusting him. And so, that's where I'm at too of okay breathe take a step back yeah allow him to be God mm. well that was reminded me of something I was just thinking about the other week I was actually texting my friend this um, and this is just pertaining to what we've been talking about just about the worries of life we're talking about how the thorns came up and just being so stressed out about Maybe you're having a change in direction, change in career. You're switching something up soon, and it's like you're you're really stressed out about it. Um, and I was thinking about this because recently I've been having to just make some tough decisions about like what I want my life to look like. And God revealed to me that I was so worried 
and so stressed out about making these decisions because it was like I wanted to get it perfect. It was like it was like I wanted to one shot it. Like I I don't I don't want to make any mistakes. I don't I don't I don't want to mess it up. So I'm like literally running circles in my mind thinking about overthinking this option and this option is like, well, I mean, this looks good. It's like, what if I mess up? Like, I don't, I don't want to mess up. Like, I just, I just want to get it right. And then God reminded me about in his word, how he talks about, he works all things together for the good of those who love the Lord. And some of us have this mindset. And I had this mindset that was like, well, I don't want God to have to work all things together. Like I, I, I want to, I want to get it right. If that makes sense. And it, God was showing me like, it's kind of pride. Like, I, like, like I want to get it. Like I, I want to get it right. I don't want, I don't want God to have to reorder my steps. I don't want God to have to work all things together. I, I want to make sure that I just do it right the first time. Like I don't want to. You don't want to make a mess. He has to clean up. Exactly. And it was like God was telling me in a comforting way, but also a convicting way, bro. You're not an inconvenience. Like <laughs> sometimes we treat ourselves like we're inconveniences, and it's like we're so walking on eggshells. Like oh, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make the wrong move. And God's like, bro, I said I'll work all things together. As long as you're not making obvious dumb decisions, like of course, like I'm not like I'm not telling y'all just do anything, but like um, just as long as you're you God conscious, yeah, as long as you're God conscious, you're being spirit led, and you make a decision that maybe you your heart was in the right place, you sought God, and maybe you just heard wrong or something like that, right? Or um, something happened, and you just you may have may have made the wrong decision. God will work all things together. And that's just something that has alleviated a lot of stress and a lot of the thorns. It's alleviated a lot of thorns out of my life trying to choke up these these seeds and these plants. Because when he told me that, I was like, dang. He's like, you're not an inconvenience. Like, you don't have to worry about getting it, you know, all perfect first shot. Right? That's why I sent my son to die. Like, I, you're being prideful thinking that you can get it right. Like, you're going to mess up. You're going to make some mistakes. Like, life like life is my classroom. Like, you know what I mean? Life is God's classroom. And sometimes you're going to get a couple answers wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously not using that as an excuse. I got to preface that. Don't use that excuse to just do anything. But uh, that just hit different. He was like, you're not an inconvenience. I was like, man, I was like, man, I was like, that's different. So hang on to that. Don't be so stressed out and worried, walking on eggshells. See God and and listen to what you're hearing. Don't overthink it. All right. Don't overthink that's real. You're not you're not an inconvenience at all. And so that's wow. Yeah, that's major. It's different. Definitely bro. in like just a shift of of mindset. Yeah. That changes of course like how you approach God, how you walk in your everyday life, your understanding of even the identity that you really do have in him. Yeah. And knowing that he is, he's really, he's really for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in every situation, every environment, every circumstance in never losing sight of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to hear that because it goes back to, yo, where are you at? You know, not knowing that he he's he's re- he's really there. Like I'm not yeah. a, I'm not this inconvenience like that is <laughs> right. right that's been overlooked or not accounted for. Right, you know. And then always, what I was thinking about while you were speaking is going back to Matthew Matthew six. Sometimes God is providing exactly what we need but 
it just doesn't look like what we want. Mm. Yeah. And so yeah. you get frustrated because you think the provision should look like this when he has put something right in front of you that's going to provide you all that you need to be successful in whatever area, mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, relation- relationally, financially, in a purpose or career um, aspect, but also keeping that in mind yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. That, But that goes back to understanding that, Gil, like you aren't an inconvenience. And so it is going to show up and it's already there. Um, and not just, you know, allowing your mind to take you in all of these different directions from the stress of life, you know, ultimately crippling or just like, what's the word? Choking like your faith. Mm-hmm. Suffocating. Suffocating. Yeah. Right. Okay, Webster. <laughs> um, <laughs> suffocating your faith. And so, no, yeah. So, yeah, when life doesn't go as planned, mm-hmm. is that the title? When I life, like when it when it changes, mm. when you have to pivot. When it, when it goes wrong. Maybe, no, maybe not that one. No, but <laughs> just when... When it just looks when it's just different, yeah, that's when you really have to trust him. Is there anything else you wanna you would like to add? Shoot, emphasize. Oh man, end with that last part hit heavy. I honestly forgot that. Um, I need to write that down somewhere. I'm being negligent. You saying what you said, um, kind of sparked that thought about just you're not an inconvenience, and I think that's really the biggest takeaway. I want people to get from this conversation. It's just reemphasizing that. You know, go back, listen to it if you need to. But I'm going to write that in my notes right now so I don't forget it. Yeah. And even in the midst of uncertainty, you know, like you're not an inconvenience and God is for you. Yeah. And always working on your behalf. And to my last point of, you know, Peter taught me if I don't have faith, I, I better, better learn, learn to swim. swim. <laughs> <laughs> you, better, you better tread that water. <laughs> I better learn to swim, align, and fix the vision, right? Um, It's blurry because it's you trying to keep your eyes focused on faith and stuck on your worry. And Mm -hmm. you can't be led and worried at the same time. Right. I can't be following God and looking over my shoulder every few steps. Can't. I may miss it may not be clear to me right and so keep walking keep walking the path right and you'll and everything else will more than fall into place yeah. so i'd say that okay 19 episodes 19 yeah. episodes ample scenes sprinkled in you know what i'm saying what's that next line certain doors forever close what's that next line <laughs> He said, feed me the line, feed me the line. <laughs> That's the next line. The culprit's eyes ain't seeping in. Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. I've been up for 40 hours. Evens out by sleeping in. I take my bags and, and follow, follow God. God. That's, That's my, my soul's, soul's eternal, eternal trend. trend. Okay. All right. Look, y'all, we back in the studio, so you know what it is. It's to put you on for this Let's week. So 
I'm gonna have one. Jordan has one. He's gonna throw y'all on. But this first one's been on repeat. Y'all probably seen it or heard it. This man has been banger Yo, after banger X. after banger. Does not miss. This man is elevating, but you know what it is. It's used by you by Hovey. So talk to me. Let me get y'all tapped in. Hold on. So yeah, man. He. I don't think he did. He show y'all this when we were with him. He did. Are you serious? Oh wait, did he? I think he. No, might. he showed no, it. Show yeah. another one. He might have. I don't know. All right, y'all. Yeah. I get it off. All right, Hobie, talk to me. Yeah. Tap in and connect. I bet. But yeah, that's my putting you on. I remember I really I actually have just recently got back on social media. So I didn't even know that song was out until this past week and we were in Nashville. They were like, You heard that new Hovey? I'm like, yo, nah. They were like, yo, this John's crazy. And they were playing it and I'm like, Yeah, it's the one right here. No lie. Y'all, so this next one, I think this actually just came out real recently. This is called Extra by Dante Rad. Shout out my guy. This one got a different type of different type of flow to it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mama, you can play out the station. Walking my spot, I've been running sensation. I'm outside, but where your location? Yeah. Hop in my bed and I feel like the greatest. Yeah. I ain't done it, so we all make it. Yeah. Lost world, Lord, please save yeah. me. Playing with rats like rhythm haven. I have a game, that's a vacancy. No, he watching my moves, we blame G. I told her, no, you can't stay with me. Brody won't be the same HT. Had a move, I got caught in complacency. Run up on me, you might more like my Emmy Heat. Camo on me like the army fleet. Seen all the tricks in the back that you start on me. Damn. Ain't make yourself how to go get bread up. I'm thumbing through green like metal. Looking out the window with the fire like Malcolm. Yeah. X. Got about a mix like checks. I can just call on bro, let money. I get the guac from the front of me. Yeah. Why you gotta be OD? Why you gotta be so extra? Run up in the game like pressure. Wake up now feeling blessed. Stepping on devil like pressure. The sound of the velvet like a rest. You ain't getting rest when you rest. Run through the mud, but you gotta keep your head up. Yeah. I'm making play out the station. Walk in my spot, I've been running since. I'm outside, but where your location? Hop in my bed and I feel like the greatest. Now you done it, so we all make it. No lost world, Lord, please save us. That's my favorite part. The beat's different. I think he produces the stuff too, so that's his. Yes, sir. We got those two putting you on. So yeah, y'all stay tuned for that playlist coming soon. But nonetheless, y'all know what it is. Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next. Oh my goodness. We'll catch y'all Friday. (laughs) Much love, y'all.